This is On and Off Your Mat Podcast, episode 105, Finding the Gifts in Trauma. Have you ever experienced trauma and struggled moving through it so you can get on the other side and maybe even find the gifts in your experience? I know I have. If that's your case too, today's episode is for you. So for today's episode, I sat down with Kara Paulson. Kara is the mother of five amazing children. She's also an intuitive, energetic healer and creator. She is a spiritual entrepreneurship coach for lightworkers, healers, changemakers, and leaders. She particularly helps women create their soul work and successful businesses derived from their own gifts and purpose. She's also the founder of Freedom House Publishing, where she helps writers and thought leaders become published authors. She is also the creator and host of The Awaken Podcast, a show that talks about awakening the greatness inside each of us. Before we get to today's episode, I want to remind you of a few things. Number one, our yoga retreat is less than two months away, so sign up before it's too late. Number two, in parallel, I had launched a GoFundMe campaign. Note that the scholarship applications are now closed, but I am still raising money to help people come on this retreat that couldn't afford it otherwise. We haven't quite raised enough money, so please help someone in need and donate today. You'll find a GoFundMe campaign link in the show notes for that. Number three, we do have a premium membership here on the podcast. So to get access to all the premium content, audio and video, you can visit withribbon.com slash you slash Erica Belanger and membership starts at $5 a month. And of course, you'll find the link for that in the show notes as well. Lastly, I have loved so much reading your takeaways on our favorite episode giveaway for the 100th episode. So since then, we started this new thing. So when you listen to this or any episode of the podcast, I would love for you to take a screenshot and add one takeaway, one thing you've learned or that kind of struck a chord for you during the episode, and then share it in an IG story tagging at on and off your mat podcast. One to make sure that I see it, but also I will, of course, reshare you. The idea is that everybody can read your takeaways, and so together we can go deeper into the content of each episode and we can learn from each other as a community. I'm very excited about this. All right, let's get to our episode of today with Kara. Hi, Kara. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm so well. How about you? I am so good. I'm really, really excited to be here. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yes, thank you for having me. Can you start us off for listeners that don't know you by telling us a little bit about yourself and your journey? Yes, so I am Kira Polson. I live in a small little farm town in Idaho. I have five children and I'm also a spiritual entrepreneur coach and the owner of Freedom House Publishing Co. So I love to help women bring their work into the world, publish their books, and help them create really successful businesses of light. Mm, Beautiful. That's needed. Yeah. Super fun. I love it. (laughs) So today we were sitting down to talk about trauma, how to move through trauma, and how that defines or help us find our more divine self. So do you have a definition of trauma you go with that kind of you base your work in? Or what does that word mean to you? Just so we're all on the same page today. I believe trauma is anything that went against our light. 
So my trauma is probably much, you know, looks so much more different than someone else's trauma. And I don't believe that my trauma is worse than anyone else's or someone has worse trauma than me. Trauma is trauma. So if it went against your light, if it shattered pieces of you, it's trauma. And it creates a lot of different effects in our body, in our minds, and in our lives. Mm -hmm. I love that. I always like to remind people that you can't compare trauma and no. the same, you know, action or the same event will be traumatic for one and not for another necessarily. And I think our perception of what is happening has a huge impact. And there's this one definition of trauma that I absolutely love and I will share it with you and for people listening, um, that is anything that happened in your life that your psyche is unable to understand or integrate in your body. So anything that you find yourself kind of over obsessively thinking about and you're trying to make sense of like, how does this happen? This is a, a clue that it was probably traumatic for you on some level. So I think wow, I love that. That's a beautiful way to describe that. Yeah, it's Catherine from Catherine Woodward Thomas. So she's an author. And yeah, mm. but I think really remind, wow. like you were saying, remembering that it's different. And, you know, that feeling of being shattered in yourself is also a very important kind of clue to remember, no matter how other people might have felt in the similar situation or no matter if they've experienced something that you consider to be more intense or less intense or more whatever you want to complete the sentence with. <laughs> Agreed. Yes. Mm -hmm. So what in your life, if you're willing to share, has pushed you to work with that, with people? Like, what is it that motivated you to talk about trauma? Hmm. Well, Well, for me, it was when I had hit this point in my life where I felt very stuck. I didn't remember what I even liked. Mm. I remember going to some church activity. They're like, bring something that shows who you are. And I was like, I got nothing. Like mm. I literally couldn't remember who I was or what I enjoyed. And I think that's very normal for moms, especially who have lots of children. I had just birthed all these beautiful babies and I was in the, I was in the thick, right. I was just all these toddlers and all these little kids. And, um, and so I just began to pray and I just kept asking God, like, show me, show me my purpose, show me my gifts, show me what I love, show me how to dream again. And the answer came pretty strange. Like I would have never imagined it being this way. Now, <laughs> now I see the purpose in it, but, um, I actually had a lot of my trauma memories of being sexually abused as a child show up. Mm. And I say that was the answer to my prayer because it was in that pain showing up that led me to remembering who I am because the pain led me to do a lot of healing. And as I did a lot of healing, it opened up the space for my gifts and it opened up the space for creation. And so that is why I celebrate trauma is that it really does open up for us to really expand into who we are to become. Mm -hmm. I love that. And there's a few different things I want to come back into that one answer. But before we dig into that, when we are aware of trauma or um, when it comes up to the surface again, What do we do? Like, how do we move through it? You talked about prayer. Is there any other 
tips you have for people to sit with it, to move through it, to do something with that energy? Yes. Now that I am uh, many years into therapy, none of this is my idea. These are all the things I've learned. Um, movement is very big. Breathing is probably my best friend. Anytime I feel triggered or like, um, for me, if people aren't safe, that's when I get like my old trauma responses show up when I feel like those I love aren't safe. And so I get to really work through my breath, which is the four, four, four breath. I breathe in for four, I hold for four, I breathe out for four, I hold for four, just simply by doing that. And then speaking in my mind, I am safe. Everyone is safe. Those simple techniques, it feels like, oh, that's just way too easy, but you can do that anywhere, everywhere just by simply breathing. Mm -hmm. It brings you back into the present moment. It brings you into, I am here and now. I'm not in that space of when the trauma happened. It brings you into, I am in my body. I am in control of something, at least my breath, right? Like that sense of having something to feel empowered about, especially if that trauma was a situation where it made you feel disempowered. So you talked about that moment that was clear for you and it sounded like a version of a rock bottom, you know, and I think we all experience these in our life and this is a pivot point for a lot of us for things to change. And I've heard you talk about one particular moment in your life where you didn't want to continue, like you didn't want to go through that pain, you didn't want to go through that darkness. So do you have anything to say to people that might be in that space now that are like, this is too much. I can go through the pain. I can't use the pain to do all the things you say I can do. I don't want to. So where do we go from there? It was, it was very dark for me when this pain came back. I always, uh, the way to explain it for me is like someone had dammed up a tidal wave for most of my life. And then the dam got destroyed. Mm. And so the pain came through like a tidal wave and it literally knocked me out. Like I couldn't move. I couldn't breathe. I had a family to raise. And, um, and there was this moment where I just didn't want to do it anymore. I just didn't want to live. Like the biggest thing was like, I don't want to live in a world where this level of abuse happens. Like I'm so done. I don't want to live in a world with so much hell. And it just really was hopeless, super, super hopeless. Um, I think especially being a mother, like I, I can't, why is this world like this? How do I raise kids in a world with so much pain? And, um, and in that moment when I didn't want to continue, I did feel my higher presence for me, that is God. And I felt a very clear, um, I, I don't, I don't know if I want to say a voice, but it was very clear. Like you have important work to do here. Mm. And as soon as I felt that it shifted something inside of my body, like there is something that I can do that might clear out some of this pain in the world. And that was like a commitment I made. Like I am here to listen to my higher power, to receive inspiration and to make a difference. And that was when the bottom fell and then a new ground was built. Mm. So it it was it was like for a lot of people a catalyst moment and for 100%. you it was remembering that or it made you remember your purpose. 
So would you yes. say that for a lot of people, it's a good place to start? Like if you don't want to go through this pain, whether you're thinking like, I can't go through life at all, or just more in a general sense, like I want to avoid this as much as I can, remembering or finding, connecting to your purpose here and what impact you can have, how you can help people. So really linking the two together. Totally. I believe creation is one of the fastest ways out of the dark. So I, the way I serve the women I work with, we actually don't do a ton of trauma work. We focus on creating mm. and not everyone I work with actually has been through trauma, but I do say that I think everyone has had a flavor of trauma in their life. And when we can step into real deep, purposeful creation, the light appears it's something really magical that happens. And that's why I support women in bringing their work through in books and in creations, because it liberates you. It liberates you from the dark. It liberates you from the anxiety and you actually start impacting the world. So how do we use that trauma to create? Like, how do we use it as inspiration? How do we use it as a way to share, to know what we are going to create and put out in this world? So I'm a big believer of finding support, right? So if that means therapy, if that means you go to a healer, a shaman, like someone who's going to actually help you uh, turn this trauma into something. It's like alchemy. Like how do we turn the trauma into something really good? You've got to heal first. Like, and obviously like we're never always healed, but like, let's begin the healing process. As soon as you can begin healing through whatever modality your heart chooses, you'll then have the space cleared to start asking, what is it that I'm here to create? And it's it literally is in the asking. Mm. If you spend time, maybe it's prayer for you or it's just meditation or journal writing, what is it that I'm here to create? That's when you start to receive ideas and visions and inspirations that come from the clearing that healing brings. So in that space, we have better access to our intuition, we have better access to guidance, and then we can see more clearly what are the next steps. Yes, mm. yes, mm -hmm. yes, yes. If people are still not convinced and they're like, well, I'm not sure that going through the pain is worth <laughs> that, um, how is there another way in the meantime that they feel ready and safe to go into the pain or they haven't found the right support yet. Is there a way that they can start to work towards that to create the container around them so they don't have to avoid completely, but prepare themselves for one day, not, you know, avoiding so much or just do work in parallel so they can tap into their intuition, into their guidance, because that also is going to tell them to do the healing work eventually. But <laughs> yeah. is yeah. there kind of a side road we can take if we're not ready? Yes. And I, I really do believe like, um, you know, my trauma didn't show up till I was ready to heal it. Like it just didn't. And the more and more I talk to people and share, this is the case. And so some people are like, Oh, should I go to therapy? I'm like, no, you'll know, like, it'll show you, it will come to you mm -hmm. when you're ready to heal it. I'm, I am a big believer of not searching for trauma. <laughs> like when that trauma wants to come, it'll show up <laughs> until then. Don't worry about it. Like, don't go trying to find it. Right. And so one of the things I would say though, if people aren't ready, like they can feel it, they can taste it, but they're like, I'm not ready 
to really face it. I am a huge promoter of sacred space and people call it whatever, all the different ways. For me, I call it sacred space. It is a place in my home that I dedicate to my sacred time. And I get up before all of my children and I go there and I, you know, for me, I'm very spiritual. So I call in my angels and I pray and I journal and I chant and I heal. And that's my routine. But if there's any routine that any anyone who's listening can create that's going to connect them to their soul, mm. connect them to a higher power of some level, and be in the space of stillness. Like this right here is the seed of magic. Mm. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's not a sexy answer, but it's a truthful answer. (laughs) (laughs) But it's literally like when you start, it it's so nourishing. It's so delicious to the soul that you don't I mean, I miss sometimes and I get so bummed. Like, Mm -hmm. man, my day sucks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't want to miss that again. (laughs) Yeah. Our nervous system. When we do something that feels good, we'll tell you, this is good, give me more. So whether you're not, you know, going through the main doors of your trauma, if you're going through the backside, your back door, but you're doing things that are allowing you to connect inward to your soul, to a higher power that are allowing you to come into stillness. So not only do you have space for your intuition, but your guidance and just that moment of sacredness Already you're healing, whether you're, you know, you're not even intentionally working on a particular thing, you're creating that healing energy in your life and a space for you to be with whatever comes up, practicing on smaller things until you feel ready to go with something that feels overwhelming. Totally. And I do feel like, I love how you said what feels good because I think we live in a world where a lot of stimulus doesn't feel good and we're you know, inundated with the news and social media and, and just people in general, like (laughs) just people's energy and their own stuff. And to have a place that is dedicated for just you, for you to go to, to drop in, to breathe, to write it. It's the most healing thing I do for my nervous system every single day. Mm -hmm. And it's, it is a way, like you were talking in the beginning, and that's something that trauma might give you but all those practices as well to connect to that more divine self to connect to that person that is not the doer in everything you have in your life that is not the manager of everything that's going on right that person that is just you yeah Mm. so you talked about and I wanted to come back to that how we can use the pain in general, even if it's not trauma, something that's difficult, something that's calling your attention to deal with, how we can use that to connect to that more divine self. For people that might be like, I'm not sure what that means, like embodied in an embodied way. What does that mean for you? What does that look like to connect, to be your more divine self? Hmm. So I like to sit with, I call her now my future self, like Mm. the Kira who's done all the things that I have in my heart, the Kira who knows answers to problems I don't know. And I actually like 
sit in my sacred space after I've done all my good yummy stuff. And then I just ask her like, what, like, give me some guidance on these things that you've already figured out. There's something inside of me that already understands everything. And the, the answers that come through my hands, I'm like, Oh, it's such a good idea. And it would have never come if I had just tried to figure it out from this Kira who's sitting right here. From the mental. Yeah. So it's a part of yourself that has access to that wisdom on everything. Wisdom. Yes. Yeah. That wi- that wise part of yourself. Yes. Mm. yes. For me, it's the part of myself that feels not restrained in any way. Like that total free, limitless. Like if I sit and I start to almost lose my physical connection where I can feel bigger than the physical space than my body that feels like my divine self like that taking that bigger space connecting to that energy that is not restrained by my skin and bones right Mm. anything that is bigger than feels very divine to me Mm. yes oh I love that I love that visual I I agree Mm, that is something that when I can expand past my human um, faults and like limitations. Exactly. Then it's like all the ideas and all the inspiration gets to show up, which is such a fun realm to play in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so you also talked about we can use these things. We can use our challenges or pain or trauma as a way to center ourselves, get clear on what our gifts are and how we can have a bigger impact in the world. And I know you mentioned in the beginning, you are a spiritual entrepreneurship coach. So how can we show up in our business with that as the fuel behind us? Mm. So the way I look at it is our trauma or pain or suffering or whatever shows up, it allows us to begin healing. So I have a really, you know, simple healing practice I teach women I work with, but truly like you can go on YouTube and Google like EFT tapping or breath work, like find a modality that your body just resonates with. And when the pain and the the darkness shows up, like really go in and look at like what needs to be healed. And I teach people how to just check in in their bodies. Like, where is it stuck? Is it stuck in your heart? Is it stuck in your throat? Stuck in your jaw? And like, what is it here to say? When we start to clear things out, then a space, it just appears, right? Like, ah, now there's place to create. But until then, the pain starts to just become like dried mud on our body. And it just starts to stack in and stack in. And so the idea of creating feels overwhelming and feels impossible because we're caked with so much pain and energy already. So the pain leads us to healing and the healing opens the space. So it opens the space for having the wisdom to know, you know, what you're here for and what kind of impact you can have. And then how do you show up in that if you are feeling overwhelmed, if you are feeling like it's too much for you to take on, even you are doing the healing work, but it still feels like, I don't know that I can show up from that space. Yeah. Well, that's when I would just say, get into your sacred space because that place, it's the place where you receive. So the women that I work with, I teach them all how to heal every single day, 
10 minutes a day. This is non-negotiable. When women stop doing their healing work, they get stuck in their old patterns of fear and self-doubt and this like feeling like I'm never going to be good enough. Mm -hmm. But if they can do their healing work every day, they have this clean space. But even then, they have a hard time bringing their creations through. So then we have to get really focused on, are you in your sacred space every day? If you are, you train your body, your mind, your soul, how to receive. And if you can receive inspiration, guidance, the books will come through faster. The courses become alive. All of these different creations start to show up because you're priming every day in that sacred space that you are like a vessel for light to come through. And, and it works every time like this, this recipe is what creates so much success for all the women I work with simply because they're doing the methods of healing, connecting, receiving. Mm, I love that. I, I really love that idea of priming yourself for your day, for your week and not, you know, looking for that one time fix. And it's just setting the tone for your day. So you are open to receive so you are open to create and that receiving just that alone is hard for many women and I wonder if allowing ourselves to receive in other areas of our life might also allow us to receive more guidance just that general energy of receiving being comfortable with that Oh, I, I believe in that so much. I remember I had this like, um, so the way I receive, I think we all have different gifts and we all receive differently, but I see visuals really easy. Like visions just show up in my, my heart, my mind. And, um, one time it was at the beginning of my business, I was trying to figure out how do I bring in more clients? And I had this vision of a highway and all these cars were going on the highway. But then as soon as this block happened, none of the cars could get through. And I was shown, this is the way it is with receiving. It's not that only clients come in. It's that, can I let love come in? Can I let abundance, can I, can I elect support? Which is really hard for me, right? Like I like to do everything on my own. And so it's like, can I let people help me? It's all the same channel. So if we want to receive more abundance, we have to receive people supporting us. If we want to receive from the divine, we also have to let people help us. It's all the same road. So mm. I feel that in every cell of my being, what you just said is so true. Yeah. Those are skills that we can work in parallel. (laughs) It will affect our life in all the ways. It doesn't have to be oriented on our business and the impact we want to have in the world. Just our relationships are going to be better for it as well. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we have a priming practice in the morning. We're getting ourselves ready. And something just popped into my head while you were talking about that highway and receiving and, you know, wanting to do it all. I think we use the busyness of the world, you know, as a way to avoid doing the pain, going and doing the work, you know, leaning into that, going into the sacred space. I think being busy is really one easy go-to excuse that we actually truly believe. Like, it's not even like we think we're just making an excuse, but we're truly busy because we choose to put so much on our plate and then we don't have time or we don't prioritize these kind of practices in our life. So what other practices, an everyday thing, maybe it's learning to be less busy, 
but body, mind, soul, what are the things we can do daily to support ourselves in our growth and in our path of having an impact or creating or healing, whatever we're looking for? Hmm. Well, I know business really well, right? Like I have five (laughs) kids and I own two full-time businesses. So I get busyness. And I also really know that I can begin my day before I fall asleep. So for me, I get to sit and I get to really set aside, like what is the most important thing tomorrow? And sacred space is a non-negotiable for me. Like that happens no matter what. So I already know, like I'm going to be getting up at five and I'm going to be spending my time in sacred space. And then here are the other most important things that must happen. And movement is really important. However, it looks It might be that I run up and down my hill a few times with my kids, or it might be that I can work out. But if I can move at any level, my nervous system will function better. And so Mm -hmm. it actually begins before my day starts. And then I like feel really clear. And I do work with my angels a lot. I don't know how you feel about that. I never know. Like, (laughs) I love angels. Okay. Okay. So I actually ask my angels to help me wake up. So I just put out this prayer, like, Kate, angels, I need you to help me get up at five because I have teenagers and I have littles, which means that my teenagers want to stay up super late. And that's the only time they want to talk to their mom. So like, I have to like figure out how to manage this. And sure enough, 5am, my alarm clock goes off. And like, there is something, this extra energy that helps me get out of bed and get myself to my sacred space. So I'm not saying that I'm over here like, woohoo, it's 5 a.m., let's go. But I, it's so important to my life that I have to ask for a lot of help from my spiritual team to bring that to pass. <laughs> I really connect with the non-negotiable aspect. That in my life helps me do the things. If I don't give myself the option, if I don't give myself the choice to argue about if I'm going to do it or not. (laughs) Like if I remove the choice, chances are I'm actually going to do it. So (laughs) I think that's really helpful. Finding the things that are supportive for you and making the most supportive non-negotiables in your life and organizing your life around that after that. You're going to figure it out, you know? Yeah. Like if mother of five, you're able to get up at five to practice in the morning, then someone like me that's single, I can get up at five and practice in the morning if that is a non-negotiable for me. Yeah. Right? Finding what is non-negotiable for you, sticking with that, asking for support. For you, it might look like angels. For other people, it might look like accountability. It might look like just holding space, just encouragement, like asking for the support that pushes you and supports you because that's going to be different from person to person as well, right? And what they're trying to accomplish. And then being clear on why, being clear on why it's important, why it matters. Why do you want to do that? And sometimes that's the opposite. Like, what if I don't do that? Right? Like what happens then? And like being clear on that too, because sometimes just the positive, like the potential reward in the future is not quite enough, but the direct consequence that might be enough to push you (laughs) a little bit, right? And to help you. Yes. On, so on Sundays, I, it is my day that I sleep in. And then I, I try really hard to still create sacred space, but on Sunday, this past Sunday, I didn't. And by 11 AM, I was so grumpy. And my husband was like, I think you need to find some time to do sacred space. And I was like, this is the consequence. The consequence is that I am not in my highest light, which means I don't show up as the best mom. I don't show up 
as a connected wife. Instead, I'm like nervous systems, a bit fried and I'm a bit overwhelmed and I'm not centered. And those the like, it's just not, it's not worth it to me anymore to, to miss the space that really helps me show up better. Mm. I love that. It's not worth it to me anymore. You know, knowing not only what you want, but what you don't want to like, just what are you ready to leave behind? Yeah. And yeah. If living in that trauma or living in that pain, like that could be a good, like, I'm, this is not worth it anymore. Like, I, <laughs> I want what's on the other side of this. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, anything else you want to add before we finish? Anything we haven't mentioned around trauma and awakening or divine self or anything you want to emphasize that we have mentioned, but you would like people to leave with that takeaway? What would that be? So I believe that those who deal with the deepest trauma and the deepest darkness are here to bring the most light, that the trauma actually breaks open so many aspects that nobody else really gets to experience. And in the breaking, if you heal, your gifts will expand and that you can do it, even though it may feel impossible and hopelessness seems to be like the music of healing. The truth is, is that I stand here five years later saying like, it was so worth it. It was so worth the hell I walked through the pain, the, the hours and hours of therapy. Like it was so worth it to be alive in my gifts. Yeah. Be patient. It's worth it. It is. And I would love to share with your followers. I'll send you the link. I have a whole guide uh, training on sacred space and I'll just give it to your listeners for free. So I'll put a bonus amazing, um, so that they can, it's a seven day training that will really guide them on creating their own sacred space. Thank you so much. I will put that link and all your info in the show notes for people to find. In the meantime, if they're just listening, where's the best place for them to find you if they want to work with you or they want to learn more about what you do? Instagram is the fastest place. If you want to just head over, it's just my name, Kira Polson. I, I really do answer all my DMs. So send me a message. It's the quickest way to get in contact. And um, you can always head over to my website, kirapolson.com. But Instagram is a good place to begin. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your light with us today. And thank you so much for opening the space for this conversation. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast anywhere you listen. Come and connect with us on Instagram at On and Off Your Mat Podcast. Take a screenshot of you listening to this episode with your takeaways and share it with us so we can all see it. Visit withribbon.com slash you slash Erica Belanger to become a premium member of this podcast and get your hands on all our exclusive content. Check out the show notes to find more info about our guests of today, Kara Polson, or my top five biggest takeaways from this episode. Now, before you go, I just want to say a last thank you to the growing team behind this podcast for their support in making this possible, and that includes all our premium members. Once again, thank you for listening. Until next time. <laughs>